Welcome to the Gym Lords Podcast, where we talk to real gym owners and share their stories, their trials, and what's working for them right now. To apply to be a guest on this podcast, click the link in the description. Hope you enjoy and subscribe. What's up, everyone? Welcome back to another episode of the Gym Lords Podcast. I'll be your host today. My name is Brooke. Joining me on the show is Gina from Norwich Fitness Center out of Norwich, Connecticut. Welcome to the show. How are you today? I'm great. How are you? I'm good. Excited to have you here. Thank you, first of all, for taking some time out of your busy day being a gym owner to sit down, have this conversation, give back to our fitness industry. Before we kind of dive into the nitty gritty of what you have going on at your facility, tell me why. Like, What was it ultimately that led to you going and opening up this fitness business? Um, well, I, I grew up kind of crazy. Like my life was, um, out of control when I was younger, I was in foster care and I, you know, went through that through college. And then I joined the military once I got out of that. And then, um, I kind of was, I always loved fitness. I always loved helping people. And, um, honestly, like at first the CrossFit fan, like they became my family. So that's kind of why I started. Um, and then, you know, we grew into this larger facility, which is, um, there's almost 1500 members now. So it's just, it's just continuously giving health and fitness and, um, helping people. That's, that's why I do this. I love that. Um, you know, it's something that like for you is really impactful on your life. And I think it's so important that now you're able to like help other people who are kind of like looking for that passion like you had um so norwich fitness center give us your best elevator pitch tell us who you are what services you provide paint a picture for our listeners so that like as we move forward in this conversation everything makes sense yeah awesome so at norwich fitness center we offer a few different uh, membership options we, we kind of build it towards the member so we do have our front gym, which has all of our treadmills, our um, cabled machines, our free weights. And then we have our yoga and holistic services up front as well in our group X classes. That's all included in the front gym membership, which is $34.95 a month. Um, and then in the back, we have our CrossFit um, memberships and that we do run a promo. It's a $99 a month um, legacy membership. And that includes all the CrossFit classes, all the front gym um, that I explained previously. It basically gives you access to the whole facility. And when we have open gym for basketball, it gives you access to that. But we do have a separate set of CrossFit memberships if that's all you want to do. And it does scale up depending on your commitment level. Um, and then we also have our open court, which is $5 a day just to drop in and, and um, play basketball. Um, and then we also rent out the courts too at night for teams and um, People want to go in there and run around the track or whatever so um it's pretty we have we have something for everybody and we, we do personal training as well so it's we basically ask the member or the new person that comes in like what are their goals we have nutrition as well um we kind of build their package around that so yeah i like i like that i think it's really important because like fitness is not linear so what 
I can do to see results is probably different than what you would want to do or what you would like to do. And so I really like that approach to things. Now you mentioned personal training there. And typically when I talk to a fitness business owner like yourself, who's running a gym, who has kind of a lot of different things going on, personal training is usually a pretty good part of like how they make their money. Right. Um, so for you guys, what percentage of your revenue would you say comes from that side of the business? Is it a small part? Is it a pretty substantial part? Kind of very month to month. So this is actually a hot topic in our weekly meeting. So currently it's, it's not the biggest part. It's actually one of the smaller um, uh, revenue sources, but we are, it's, it's because we've been so busy moving in and, and getting things situated. And I'm one of the CrossFit coaches. So like I'm coaching a lot. Um, and we also have a, a coaches development program. So if, if I am, my goal is to have the entire staff, whether you're at the front desk or wh whatever you're doing, you need to be certified in personal training. So I have a coaches development program for that, but, um, I do have a few clients, but I'm spread pretty thin and I just hired Dusty as a general manager and he's taking on a lot of the stuff that I was doing. So that's going to free up my time to do more personal training and develop all the coaches. Um, you know, there are certified coaches here, but develop the people that want to be personal trainers as well to get clients and to get them comfortable um, when a member comes in selling those personal training sessions. So that is a huge topic in our, in our meetings. And we are hitting that full force over the next few months with plans on really being like fully functional by the first of the year. So, yeah, gotcha. I mean, it's smart because like with personal training, like we can give our clients a more direct approach to help them reach their goals. Like not everybody knows what they're doing when it comes to health and fitness. So if we can have a trainer showing them what to do, telling them what to eat, et cetera, like, and they're reaching their goals, when, when our clients are reaching their goals, they're happy. They stick around. They tell their friends. It just helps our business like all around. And then from a financial standpoint, you know, with personal training, semi-private training, we can charge more than we can for a typical membership. So it's just good for the business all around. And I'm really excited to hear that like you already see that opportunity and like are looking to grow that area of your business. Um, okay. So membership wise like how many members you guys have right now in the facility itself so currently in our computer system so when we came over in february we we absorbed their members right and then i added my crossfit members to the um to our computer system so we have what people 1476 1476 members that's crossfit members and front gym membership so that's the two kind of like pillars that we use. And then also the, the basketball is a separate pillar. So, okay. Yeah. So with that number of members, like talk to me, is that a place where you guys are feeling pretty good, pretty comfortable right now? Or are you in a position where you guys are still looking to grow and welcome new faces into the, the right now. we are, we are just starting out. We're, we're trying to get up to, yeah, probably double. Honestly, that's the goal. It's, the facility is big enough and there's a lot of room for growth in here as it is um yeah and we have seven acres of land too so there's just like a lot of growth expansion and we're gonna get we're, we're switching out some of the older equipment for for new equipment um there's just plenty of room and they they did spread everything out upstairs for covid 
So we're planning on making that, you know, a little bit more um, functional since things are kind of dying down now. So. Well, that's exciting. I mean, you guys have a lot of land. So it's like, basically, if you cap out in this facility itself, you could always add on. I mean, and it sounds like <laughs> I can hear Jordan in the background, like, sounds like that's what he wants to do. So um, that's cool. Uh, so talk to me about that growth process. You know, you've been able to grow to like 1470 or 1480 something. Um, how has that growth process looked like so far? Like, what like what have you guys done to acquire your clients and what are you currently doing to acquire your clients so the first acquiring of clients was just the transition over here um and i spent the first two months of just um basically locking in their membership because the people here were paying ten dollars a month maybe 25 if they had like bring a friend membership which is like bare minimum wasn't covering anything so I didn't want to come in and steamroll everybody. So I just, those members, I matched their membership um, and locked them in for a full year. And then as that was, you know, in April, we put, we implemented the new pricing. Um, and then we started the day one, when we got in here, we started working, we started changing stuff out, cleaning more, making, you know, having a, uh, my guy, Sean, he goes through all the equipment make sure everything's functional. There was a lot of things because the, the previous owners were older, so they kind of stopped doing certain things, right? Mm. So we started fixing stuff. We put the CrossFit in. We brought rigs up front that were in the arena that they weren't allowed to use. So like it's just like we just started fixing things that weren't that didn't make sense. Um, and then they the members that were here, they were very very um, at least from what you always notice, like the people that are negative, right? So like. The, the, the people that didn't know me or like know Jordan or, or Dusty, like they gave us a lot of pushback at first because they were like, who are these young kids? Like they've been here for 30 years coming in here, doing their thing, no change at all. And now we're coming in here and we're changing everything up. And I'm, you know, sending out emails like, hey, like you're locked in, but you know, the price is going up for this, like whatever. So at first they were like very, very standoffish and, and didn't like it. And then we just came every day. We worked, we cleaned, we said hi to everybody. We learned people's names. Like we just did the, the like just were basic human, like had human decency basically. Yeah. And, and now they love, like they just, they come in there, they're excited. We, um, people are, are switching over early, like to the new membership pricing because they see how much work we're putting in. So we're just doing what we said we we're going to do. And people, I think, appreciate that. Definitely. So you guys have done like a lot of work with the current community, like your community that you had at the CrossFit facility, the community of the pre-existing gym before you guys moved in. Now, in terms of like reaching people in your community who are not already a part of one of the organizations, people who don't really even know that you guys exist, what does that process look like? How are you reaching new people? So, I mean, we, we do do like the we have a list of old people, people that have been in our facility and in from uh, Summit, which was the, the gym before here. But people that don't know, we, we have, we're on Google. We've done like um, a healthy living festival and we handed out flyers and um, we did like a cool competition on the rower in front of like a bunch of different um, vendors and, and spectators. We have a competition coming up and we invite, you know, families to come in. Uh, 
we do youth programs. We, we actually are running around to different restaurants and like giving out free passes, giving our members free passes for people that um, they know. So it's more word of mouth. So they're not just getting like, we want to get, you know, good people in here that want that are going to stay. Like the, we want to keep the attrition like good. So yeah. it's just, um, basically that's kind of what we do. We just kind of, I do social media posts. I do, um, I am on Facebook all the time as well. So it's just like, that's the common, common theme. In 2022, like the number one way any business owner can grow their business is digitally, right? If we can utilize Google, Facebook, Instagram to find people who are interested in the service that we provide, like that's the easiest way because everybody unfortunately is spending way too much time online. I mean, here you and I are from like seven states away meeting virtually and everybody else is doing the same thing. So if we can reach them in the place that they're spending time, it works really well for us. And typically like the people who aren't necessarily looking for us are the ones who need us the most. Maybe they could benefit from a CrossFit class, but they're intimidated and have never Googled it. Or maybe they could benefit from, you know, getting back out onto the court for the first time since high school, like whatever it is. Um, so what does your presence on social media look like? Are you guys posting organically? Are you running ads? Like kind of talk to me about what that's looked like for you. So I, I, I tend to post every day, like what's going on in here. Um, I do need to get better at being in the front gym a little bit more. I do, I make reels. I, um, do, I post out ads. Like we have, if we have a competition or if we have, if we're doing a special, um, like this month we, uh, we are doing a no enrollment fee. So I, I post that out. Um, I'm trying to think what else we, we partner with local businesses as well. So we have people, you know, intertwined in the facility that, uh, it's like a community feel. So, um, that's kind of like what we're doing when it, when it comes to like trying to reach other people that necessarily don't know about us. So, yeah. I mean, if we can post stuff on social media and then like tag our followers or like have something that's relatable to our followers, they're naturally going to share it share with their friends and then kind of like acts like word of mouth in a way. Um, it's going to spread from to our followers to their followers and, and so forth. Um, have you guys ever played around with ads at all on Google or Facebook? Yeah, I, I've done, I've run multiple ads on Facebook and Instagram. Um, Google, I, I just kind of, I had a meeting with them like when we've like a few weeks ago, actually, just to up like our information mm -hmm. um I gotta call them again and figure out how that's gonna go but um I gotta see that I don't know about Google yet um with Facebook and Instagram has that been beneficial for you I always think that it's important to like ask gym owners because I think that's an area like a lot of gym owners are really apprehensive to like spend money on ads for social media because they feel like their organic works just fine has it been beneficial for you or do you feel like there's kind of ebbs and flows to that I think it's been beneficial. I think that, um, like for my competitions that I run, like it hits, it gets a larger spread of people and of awareness out there. So, I mean, I've had, I've run, we're doing a competition November 12th. Um, and this is the fifth competition last year. I had 27 teams of two. I'm aiming for 30 this year. So like, it's just been going, it's been up, it's been up from the first year every, every year. So awesome. even with COVID. So yeah definitely a really good place to go and like grow um and like if you're doing it right you're gonna get you know a return on that investment that you're spending 
Um, okay. So kind of moving on from that, I always think it's valuable to ask gym owners, like, what do you feel like your current bottleneck is your biggest challenge within the business side of things right now? And like, what are you guys actively doing to kind of overcome that? Biggest bottleneck? Biggest bottleneck? I can think of a few. Well, that's a good one. He, Jordan said, trying to make everyone happy. That's impossible. Like, no matter what we do, someone has something to say about it, but that's, I would say personally, like making sure that we are not overspending and that, and then when I say that, I mean like with payroll, what, cause I have employees now. I didn't have that before. I just had an, like, I just paid, you know, a coach per class, but payroll and on top of, cause we're in like, currently we're in a lease to own contract. So like our rent, we're renting until the bank, approves everything so that that's our expenses are high um and then we just got the lights they're like halfway done they had these old industrial lights that were sucking the energy out of the the, the electrical was ridiculous so now we just got all these new led lights in so that should that should be um that should lower our bill a bit um it's just like the expenses yeah, I mean, in this business, no matter who we are, what kind of gym that we're running, our expenses are going to be massively high. Um, and people like are like, oh, I want to go open up a gym. It's going to be so much fun. I'm going to have a place to train and I'm going to be able to train my friends. But like nobody understands that when they get into this, that the expenses in this business are crazy. Um, they're very, very high. Uh, and so to kind of follow up with that, have you guys thought of any additional ways to increase your revenue to help cover those overheads? Yeah. So personal training, um, we're, we're talking about, and we're, we're already started the planning of adding like a smoothie bar, like a smoothie, like shop right across from the front desk. Um, we are bringing in local vendors. So like this woman that I train, um, I train her three days a week. She, she's like, she creates, she has an LLC, but she creates, um, protein balls. So we get it. We would get a cut of that or, and like, we also bring in like massage therapists that rent rooms. We, we have a karate, uh, instructor that runs two classes a week and he pays us to like rent the, the, the smaller room. It's like the yoga room up front. Um, what else is new besides rental? We are, huh? Oh yeah. And per, uh, physical therapist. So like we're, we're like renting out spaces cause there's so much space here that's not being utilized. Yeah. Um, and then also like we're, we are getting new equipment and you know, we're, we're going to promote that as soon as it's locked in. We're getting infrared saunas. So like there's just a lot of value here. And, um, like I said, the memberships previously were like 10 bucks a month and we're, we're at 34 95 and that everyone's hitting that in February. So no one has an issue paying that right now. No, like, I mean, the value is definitely there, right? Yeah. Um, and I think that you guys could probably even get away with charging more than that eventually, um, right? If we're providing enough value to our members, like, and they see that, they're going to pay it because, like, they don't want to go anywhere else. You provide everything that they could possibly need under one roof. Um, I mean, I think it's cool that you guys have the CrossFit option in the same building that you have, you know, an open gym. Um, people look for stuff like that. They want that flexibility. So it's definitely a good service. Um, magic wand type situation. I handed you a magic wand. All your dreams, all your goals for your business came true. What would that picture look like for you? Um, 
all brand new front gym strength equipment, um, a full 20,000 foot uh, cross, CrossFit area, and then an, another building behind the building of five to six basketball courts. And then, and then an outdoor track, an indoor track, hill runs, bike runs. What else? I said a fully functioning, no shit fitness center. And then, and then also like, we want like food here. So like, I want it for the, for the smoothie bar. Like, yeah, we're going to start with smoothies, but I want, I want like an omelet bar. I want something for lunch. I want healthy options for, for people to just, as they're leaving, or even if they're bored to come in here and, and get a smoothie and socialize like in the lobby area. So like, I want, this is a lifestyle and this is just, is what it is. Like that's what, and it's just evolving as we go. So cool. now I, I always like to ask too, like, it's okay for a second to step back. And I like want you and like Jordan to just be like a little selfish for a second and, and think about like, what do you guys foresee your role being in the business as it grows to that kind of size? So I, I, I also not, so I didn't mention this before, but I also want to make this a career center for fitness professionals. So that's like a side, like, like behind the scenes type thing. So like, I already kind of started that with my CrossFit coaches. So mm -hmm. I do, I have like a coaches development program. Um, they shadow me while I coach, you know, I've been to my L2. I, I took my L3, but I need to, I need to study. I'm not gonna lie. That shit's hard, but I I'm, I'm, I'm trying to like build a pathway for them so they can, you know, learn that stuff. And, um, even for personal trainers. So I want to create a space that, they're not just like thrown to the whim like they they at least get some like guidance and right. um, whatever goals that they have if they want to be a nutrition coach or a bodybuilding coach or whatever a nutrition coach whatever they want like this is the place to even if it's yoga so i want this to be a fitness center but also a career center for um fitness professionals um, what was your question? Did I go off tangent? <laughs> I mean, that kind of answered it, right? I was asking, like, what do you foresee your role being oh. as the business grows, Jordan's role being as the business grows? It sounds like for you, I mean, you want to move more into the career development side of things, and, like yeah. working, helping other people build their careers. Yeah. In this industry. And I think that's like so important because a lot of times in this industry, it's so people, uh, coaches are so transient, like they career hop from like gym to gym to gym. Um, it's just because they're not being presented with the opportunity to like to grow in their career. So I think it's really neat that you're like wanting to create those opportunities. I love, I, don't get me wrong. I love coaching the CrossFit classes. I truly, truly do. I just, I want to develop other coaches to take over that. And then I'll, I'll coach here and there, but I'll, I'll, or I'll like, I'll like, I'll coach with them. Like I'll co-coach. Like, I love that stuff. So like, that's, that's kind of like my lane where I, where I see myself kind of going through, but like Sam and Jordan, Jordan, he does basketball, he does sessions, but eventually he's going to have coaches under him. Right. And they're going to, they're going to do what they're going to do. And then Dusty, I'm not sure what Dusty's going to, he has people under him already. Like he, they, he runs the front and, and, and he's in charge of the front people. So I don't know. It's just well, developing. It's developing as it goes, and it's like we're it's we're we're being authentic in ourselves, and it's just cool. Yeah, 
I think big things are coming for you guys. I mean, you have already like built this up to be pretty impressive and it's fairly new. So I'm excited to see, you know, like what's able to happen. Um, where can our listeners go if they want to follow your journey on social media um, as you guys continue to grow? So they can go on Instagram, Norwich Fitness Center. Um, they can go on Facebook. I post a lot on Instagram. So um, then we also have a website too. So NorwichFitnessCenter.com. Um, we're, we're planning, we were planning on starting like some type of podcast or like some type of um, informational thing. We've just been so busy this year because we just started uh, in February. What? We'll have you on as a guest, you said. Okay. Okay. I'm down for that. Um, no, podcasting is great. Just the editing is a lot of work. So um, definitely wait till you're in a position to either have somebody edit it for you or uh, you have time to do it. But nonetheless, thank you guys for being here today. It was a lot of fun. Listeners, thanks for tuning in. Don't forget, if you want to stay notified about future episodes, hit like and subscribe. If you want to join us for an episode here at the Gym Lords podcast, follow the link in the description. We will be in touch with you soon. As always, until next time, Gym Lords out. Thank you for listening to this interview, but don't go anywhere. We still have two more incredible interviews coming right up inside this episode. But if you're a gym owner that's looking to get more clients, keep them longer, and make more money, head to the link in the description of this podcast and schedule a free leave your credit card at home consultation with one of our business consultants. You see, here at Gym Launch, we've helped over 4,000 gym owners across the world increase their sales, take home more money, and build the business of their dreams. And it simply starts with a phone call. Click on the link in the description of this podcast to schedule your call today. Now, let's head into the next interview. What's going on, everyone? Welcome back to another episode of the Gym Lords Podcast. I will be your host today. My name is JJ Hernandez. And joining us on the show today are two special guests, Mike and John with Loves Boxing and Fitness out of Massachusetts. What is going on, gentlemen? Happy Wednesday. How are you guys feeling today? Feeling great. Feeling Fantastic. great. Fantastic. Yeah. There we go. Thank you for Every having us. Good day. Yeah, we appreciate you being here, guys. And uh, I think we're about ready to dive into the nitty gritty here of what you have going on with Love is Boxing and Fitness. So we'll start with the first basic question. How many members are you guys serving currently? So I actually dove into the data this morning. I think right now we have actively um, 99 current membership. Um, I know we have uh, supported and served and trained throughout the I believe it was like 294 um we have provided a type of training or, or a service for throughout um our first year so right now we have 99 current active members gotcha gotcha okay and um you know, I, I think uh, every gym is different, especially you guys being like sports combat, boxing oriented here. You know, what's been the best method to get new people interested and through the door? Um, I'll answer then, and then my partner can chime in. Um, I think uh, social media is probably our biggest asset. Um, I think that's, we can reach the um, broadest um audience um through social media as much as i don't really care for it i think it's uh it's really needed um in today's market um especially with the young folks um i just think we capture a much broader audience um 
with uh, social media, I think that's been our biggest asset as far as capturing uh, membership. I don't know what John thinks. Yeah, I, I agree. We also have a good relationship with uh, other neighboring boxing gyms that we uh, mingle in and out of. And, uh, you know, we get a lot of guys coming through from other gyms and a lot of our guys are going to other gyms. So there's a word of mouth thing throughout the whole uh, area of Fall River and surrounding that uh, people just keep filtering in because of word of mouth. Yeah. Yeah. And, and let's say this guys, I mean, I, I like to get this perspective as well for the, for the viewers. You know, what percentage would you say of your members are fighters and what percentage are just regular average Joes? John, well, go, go ahead, Mike. Probably 10% maybe are actual fighters. Uh, maybe 90% are just folks coming in for open gym boxing classes, personal training. Mm -hmm. um, the majority, the other 10% are actually those that want to compete. Yeah. There's also, of the 90% that don't fight, there's probably 20% eh, that come in for sparring and so they get some combat. But they, they don't, you know, participate in actual fights on fight nights. Gotcha. Yeah. Okay, cool. No problem. And, uh, you know, Let's say this, guys. Let's say that leads, traffics, clients, let's say hypothetically, right? All these things are unlimited. I mean, how much higher could you go than that 99 mark? I like to say the sky's the limit. Um, I don't like to put myself or Mike or anybody else in a box. I think we can provide whatever's needed. If we had to grow, if we need more space, whatever, whatever. We can keep going. I don't see a reason to stop. I love it. Yeah. What do you think? Yeah. yeah, I think we already surpassed our expectations in our first year. I think um, in year two, I think our projected goal is to obviously um, access uh, more assistance. So John and I don't um, end up in an early grave um, because of the explosion that we had Um you know, we've just been able to assist um, our community, which was our goal. And the reason why, you know, we came up with the name Loves and um, there's just been an outcry of support um, for our gym. And uh, John and I have been doing the bulk of uh, the training and um, the sky is the limit and it's only growth from this moment on. Um, so we're definitely at a stage of of growth at this point. And it's a good problem to have, right? But um, it's a uh, it's a good problem to have, but uh, it, help is going to be needed in the near future. And we do have a projected plan for that. So that's that's good. Yeah. Yeah. Glad to hear. I think having that plan is one of the most important things to have. And, uh, you know, I think uh, I always like to ask this because I think, everybody can kind of put success to the side and admit they can improve somewhere. So for you guys, I mean, it's going to be one of these three things, right? It's going to either be your, your marketing, right? Your lead generation, getting people through the door, your sales or acquisition, which is just getting somebody from an interested client to a paying client or your retention and ascension, which is keeping your clients longer, but getting them to buy more from you in that process. So of those three gentlemen, I mean, where do you feel like you could improve the most? I would say marketing. We don't, we don't, 
we can you can always improve on your marketing. Yeah, I actually think it's all, I think we can improve in all three, if I'm being honest. I think this whole year for us has been a learning experience. Um, I think for a boxing and fitness gym, I think our rates are the lowest in the city. And we did that by design, right, John? When we opened up, we did that by design to offer something affordable for far of the masses uh, and impoverished community. Um, it's one of the lowest income cities in the state of Massachusetts. And when, when John and I developed this gym, it was a goal of ours to make it affordable for all, right? We want we wanted to um, develop a gym, a, a safe haven for the youth to come to, um, to get off the streets, get off the computers, get off the phones and um, engage in, in a healthy activity um, without even the need to compete, but just something, just something that they can enjoy, um, but at the same token, be able to afford it. And um, that also has its uh, kind of negative consequences, right? As gym owners that can also backfire and um, not being able to sustain certain things, right? So I think that was maybe your third question, whereas um, developing more of a uh, financial sustainability is where I think we need to. Um, and I think John and I have uh, a plan moving forward where the gym just became a, a 501, um, C3, so nonprofit we just became, and um, I have a background in nonprofit work, so I think there'll be um, some good some good funding opportunities for us down the road where we'll be able to do both, right? Um, so that's kind of our goal moving forward. Yeah, I love it. I love the aspirations. I love the honesty and transparency. And I've got two more questions for you guys, and my two favorite questions, which is. You know, let's say five, 10 years down the road with loves boxing and fitness. What are you guys trying to accomplish? You know, I, I say, and Mike says, we, uh, we teach boxing, we spread love. They spread the love as far as we can go. It could be two or three more gyms, or it could just be a, a gym here that's flooded all the time with, yeah, you know, kids and adults coming in, um, getting a workout any way they choose and uh, leaving a little bit more uplifted than when they came in, in in the first place. So that's our goal. I don't know where we're going to end up. I don't like to, I don't like to know where I'm going to end up. I like to just take, take things as far as they can go. Yeah, I'm, I agree with John. I'm perfectly content with people leaving a little better than what they came in, right? Like that perfect point, in, like that first, um, that first point in contact when someone walks through the door is um, extremely important from the moment that they're greeting to the, the visual component, right? So most boxing gyms is, uh, not more, but some boxing gyms, right? Especially me growing up and in, in boxing my entire life, like they're, they're not the most welcome insight, right? And I didn't mind that, but other folks may have, right? Especially those that are riddled with fear, anxiety, depression, right? But when you come into our gym, it's a little different atmosphere. It's, it's a little different 
feel to it, right? How you're greeted and how you're approached is a little different because we know that every individual needs to be treated and approached maybe a little differently, right? And that goes a long way. That first point in contact um, is, is, is very important and can add to that retention, right, JJ, that you talked about. Um, that retention is we want people to stay um, and we want people to feel good when they leave. Um, and that's very important to John and I. Yeah, that's awesome. A mic drop of an answer there, but I got one more question for you guys. Uh, you know, um, and I'm curious to see if you guys have the same perspective on this or a different. So, you know, um, if you guys could go back in time here to a year ago, when you first started the gym, sit yourself down with the knowledge you have now and give yourself that one piece of advice you think you really needed to hear when you first started, what would that advice be for you? That's a good question. You, you should have gave me the night on that one. <laughs> there's, there's a number of things, but I think just set your goal as high as you can because you just, what you can attain is, is limited by, by your own thoughts. And, um, you know, we thought, we, we thought this place was going to, be huge at was it five thousand square feet, Mike? And it's like it, it's barely big enough, barely big enough now. And uh, thank God, there's more room in the building. But um, there really is no end. So don't 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 I don't just don't set goals that are are too low. Set high goals. Yeah. And if you fall yeah. short, fine. Yeah, I think maybe don't settle for less. Right. Right. Don't settle for less. I think we had a dream. We captured it and maybe um, we settled for less um, because of what was available. Um, you know, but we went out swinging. Yeah, don't settle for less. If you have a dream and you want to obtain that dream and that goal, right, um, go out and get it. And F the naysayers. So there we go. There we go. It's a good place to wrap things up on this episode. But before we sign out, uh, you know, please, if you guys have any Facebook, Instagram, website, where can people find out more about you and the facility? Uh, we're on uh, uh, all the, not all, but we're on Facebook at Loves Boxing FR, I think, and uh, Loves Boxing. Um, on Instagram, I don't actually know the exact handles, but if, as soon as you type in Loves Boxing, I think it's FR, you'll, you'll be able to find us out, um, look us up. We got great content on there. We're, we're, we're posting um, daily. Um, and um, lovesboxing.com, you can check us out. If you're local um, in, in, in Massachusetts, you can come um, and check us out and we'll greet you with open arms. Um, and if you want to get punched in the face, we can do that too. And we'll hug you afterwards and we'll wrap you up with loved afterwards. Um, we actually, we have our anniversary show coming up on the, the 22nd of this month, um, which we're excited about um, because just surviving in the current economy and in, in one year um, is a, a feat in itself, right? In this business. Um, but yeah, our Instagram handle is loveboxing, um, F-R. So thank you for the opportunity. Um, 
I don't know if Johnny has anything else to say. No, you got it all handled. That's that's all. That's all correct. There we go. There we go. We absolutely appreciate your time and contribution to the podcast. I look forward to seeing what you guys can accomplish down the road. If you guys don't mind sticking around for two more seconds, I, I want to let you know how you can get the podcast. I'm going to go ahead and just sign everybody else out over here, okay? Perfect. Thanks, JJ. I appreciate yep, it. No problem. Yeah. And to Have everybody else day. who tuned in today, yeah, you too. And to everybody else who tuned in today, we appreciate you as well. Don't forget, if you want to be notified about future episodes, hit the like and subscribe button. And if you want to come in or join us and talk about your fitness business, click the link in the description, fill it out, and our team will be in touch with you very, very soon. And as always, till next time, Jim Lords out. Thank you for listening to the podcast so far. Don't go anywhere. We still have another episode coming right up right after this word from one of our sponsors. The Gym Lords podcast is sponsored by Prestige Labs. Prestige Labs is the first and only nutritional supplements company built by gym owners for gym owners. Prestige Labs solves the problem that all gyms have experienced, the broken inventory model, low commissions, and even lower quality products. Prestige Labs provides 100% drop shipping, zero inventory, PhD formulated high quality supplements for you and your clients. The goal is simple, cover 100% of your rent while never sacrificing your integrity. To learn more, or to become an affiliate of Prestige Labs for free, apply at affiliate.prestigelabs.com. That's affiliate.prestigelabs.com. Double your client results, double your income. You can head to affiliate.prestigelabs.com to become an affiliate for free. Now stick around for the rest of this episode. Use coupon code GYMLORDS on prestigelabs.com for 20% off all future supplement orders. What's going on, everyone? Welcome back to another episode of the Gym Lords Podcast. I will be your host today. My name is Joe Fitzgerald, and joining us, we have Sid Karam of Intensity Fitness, joining us from Sugarland, Texas. Sid, what's going on, man? How are you today? Not much, man. Pretty good. You know, beautiful morning out here in, in, uh, in Sugarland. You know, I stepped outside this morning, got a little sunshine, a little water, a little coffee, so set to go. Love that. Now, Sid, obviously, I mean, we don't want to waste too much time. We're here to talk about fitness intensity. We're here to pick your brain and, and pull from your experience. But I'm a big believer in context. Before we dive into how you run this business, how we grow, everything that is related to day-to-day, give us an idea of what fitness intensity is. Give me the 30-second the, the elevator pitch. How do you describe what this business is? So intensity fitness, we specialize in 30-minute one-on-one personal training sessions. Fantastic. Simple and straightforward. That's right. Right? Take us back a little bit. When did you get this whole thing going? And and as a follow-up to that, what was really the goal for you at the onset of all of this? Okay. So, yeah. So let me give you a little little background on myself. I was a... um, so my background's in finance and accounting. I was, I was a business uh-huh. guy. And, um, you know, always, always in the fitness, you know, love to work out, you know, played sports and stuff when I was younger, a little football, a little basketball, you know, bounced around a little bit. But um, um, at around 11, I started really getting into fitness and working out, you know, really just to make myself strong because the bullies were, you know, messing with me and all that stuff. So I wanted to build muscle. Um, anyway, I got into finance and accounting because I thought that's something I wanted to do. You know, you're in school and you're trying to find something to major in. And so that was my major. 
But, you know, years into it, about 15 years into it, <laughs> I started to realize that, you know, fitness was my passion. But um, I, I didn't see the, a way to make money in it. It seemed like, you know, it seemed like mm. an industry, you know, that, you know, that you did just, just because you loved it. Yeah, I love it. But at the same time, I still have a family. I still have bills. I still have responsibility. So needed to make some money. But, you know, that being said, I was, uh, um, I would, you know, before I went into the office, I would, I would work out in the mornings and then I would run to work and I would get to work late because I could never finish my program I had for the day. And um, just so happened, you know, one time, you know, we were working, you know, the end of the month. So we're closing. So we're working long hours and I missed my workout for about a week and I was just frustrated. Right. So I, I, um, I, I took that whole day and I wrote up a, uh, a, um, a, a proposal to my HR department about how I wanted to start a fitness class. I knew nothing about running a class. I knew nothing about group training, nothing. Nope. I just wanted to get my work on it. So, so wrote up this whole proposal, submitted it to HR. They got back to me. So we, so <clears throat> I used to work downtown in this big building. You know, we worked 31 floors up, huge building. Um, we had lots of empty rooms and conference rooms that we weren't using all the time. You know, we were having meetings sometimes and then sometimes we wouldn't and these rooms would be available. So that was my plan. My plan was to have a little group class in one of these meeting rooms whenever they were, they were available and, you know, and we would start this little fitness thing going on at the job. And so, yeah, HR got back to me and they were like, um, um, it just so happens, you know, the, the head HR lady will be in town next week and we'll run it by her and then we'll set up a meeting with you and then we'll see how it goes. Yeah. Sure enough, a lady came in set up the meeting. I went down there nervous and sweating, you know, <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> you know, HR is always scary, man. If, if you work in corporate Never going there for a good thing, yeah, you don't want to go to HR. <laughs> you want to stay clear of them because they make or break your job. So I went to HR, Hit lady was in town. Just so happened the head lady was a fitness. She was in the fitness and she loved the idea. And, um, and um, she gave me the green light to, you know, start the classes. She told me to get certified. She told me to, um, that I needed like my own little insurance and stuff like that. And, and then, and then I had the green light to start classes. Um, so yeah, I knew nothing. Like I said, again, nothing about group class, <laughs> group fitness, anything. So yeah, so I started, man, I made a little flyer, put a little flyer together, charged like five bucks a head. <laughs> I was actually charging people on company time, <laughs> on company time to go work out. So we set up a, we set up a group class twice a week and um, we would work out for an hour. But, you know, my first, just, you know, just first getting started, made a lot of mistakes, you know, over training people, you know, not, um, you know, being aware that they, they didn't know how to, really exercise themselves. And so they were doing things that were, you know, one of the ladies was, she just got, you know, uh, lightheaded and dizzy and she was on the floor and I didn't know what to do and I'm trying to help her. And, you know, she was dehydrated, nobody knew. So it was a new thing. And then, you know, HR fussed at me about that and I had to get these waivers. And so I was just making little mistakes along the way, but always fine tuning 
as I went fine tuning, learning how to work with the group, learning the group dynamics, how to interact with them, how to watch and see who has good form, bad form, all that stuff. But that being said, I learned a lot about like, you know, the one-on-one, the personal, because I was watching people and their form and how they, you know, how they look when they were, you know, when they were overdoing it or underdoing it or who could do more or who could, you know. So um, I started that class and we were going for about uh, maybe six months into it. And, um, and uh, my company was, was um, we were going through a round of layoffs. And so people were getting let go. So um, I started, I started looking around, you know, fitness became my, my passion. That class became my passion. I would leave yeah. whatever I had going on that day to go and run my class. And so after the run of layoffs, um, they started merging like all of our departments. And so we took on more responsibility. I actually, so my manager was excellent. I had a great manager who let me go when I, was running the class and all that stuff, but I got a new manager. So we came in, new manager comes in and was like the complete opposite of my old manager, mm-hmm. micromanager, you know, she wanted everything. I couldn't leave my desk at certain times. I had to be there, wanted updates and reports. And so my class was getting in the way of that. And so she finally said, um, I don't want you doing this class anymore um, because you're you know, you're behind on this report or that report or whatever. And um, there were folks in my department who didn't like the fact that I was leaving. And, you know, so yeah, all, yeah. That, all that jazz going on, she decided. Many different factors yeah. leading to. Right, right. So she decided I couldn't do my class anymore. And that was where I drew the line. <laughs> yeah. I, I, yeah. I, I became so passionate about this group class. I pretty much was like, I'm doing my class. Like, I'm not leaving my team just, you know, asked yep. out with nobody to, you know, nobody to yep. run the class. And, was um, that really the catalyst for you getting Intensity Fitness started then? So that drove me to, to start looking more into the, you know, the fitness industry. So there was a gym about 15 minutes away from my building downtown. So I went there and applied for a job as a personal trainer. No experience, oh, okay. no yep. experience, you know, told them about my class and, you know, and the things I was doing. And so they gave me a chance. I'm like, all right, I said, you know, we'll, um, we'll give you a chance. And um, so they hired me as a trainer. And so I was working full time downtown. And then like, and then like before work, I would be at the gym. So I work from about nine to five. So at about 5 a.m., I'd go to the gym, meet with a couple clients, you know, and then hit to my full time, nine to five, after five, back to the gym and be done at about nine, nine thirty at night. I'd be exhausted every, every day, exhausted, you know, working both jobs. But like I was slowly building up clientele at the gym, you know, nobody knew me. I, I didn't, you know, but like I started, you know, slowly just getting one, one client here, one client there. Um, um, and a little background on this gym too, right? It's not your, it's not like um, a, a, a typical big box gym. This was like a medium size bodybuilder isk. So everybody there is jacked, you know, and um, you know, hard working out, slamming weights. But at this gym, 
they were located in just a central area where they had a lot of people, a lot of clients. I mean, it was always packed. And, um, and um, like, they also had about 18 personal trainers on staff. And they had about eight or nine independent guys who were bringing their own clients. And so the place was packed constantly. And there was like, you know, nowhere to work out, nowhere to go. But this, that place is what got me thinking, okay, this is ridiculous, right? This is yeah. ridiculous. I can do this better, right? That's how, how every, every story life? always starts. I was so frustrated because I, I, there was nowhere to train my clients. And every machine was, was full. There are these independent guys who are like, I mean, they've been, you know, they're like the best. I mean, they're the best of the best trainers. And so they you know, they would steal your clients, you know, talk to them about all this stuff they can do. You know, they were big bodybuilder fitness guys. I couldn't compete with those dudes. I mean, they knew everything about fitness. I was just getting into the space. And then my guys on staff were the same way. They would be, you know, behind your back, you know, talking to your clients or calling them, texting them, giving them free sessions. It was a real dog eat dog place. And, um, but that's where I learned, like, that's where I learned. Okay. And I was, like I said, I started at the bottom, no experience. And, and then, and then I consistently rose up to like the top three trainers in that building. And they wouldn't give me any clients. I had to get all my, all my, all my clients on my own. And the gym would take half my revenue. Yeah. When was it that you officially made the leap to going on? Okay. So yeah. So we had a second round of layoffs at the company, right? So I started working on my exit plan. I wanted to get laid off on the second round. You know, they were giving good severances, you know, I had good insurance. So I was like, okay, how can I get myself laid off and not get fired? <laughs> I want to get laid off where I can get a severance. I can still make a little unemployment while I'm still building up my clientele at the gym. Right. So I started my plan, you know, doing just enough, just enough to get by. It's just enough to, you know, I stayed on the radar, but just barely above. Right. But I was on that radar for the next round of layoffs. You know, the new manager and I, we just weren't seeing a eye eye, you know, she just our styles are different you know her management style is micro mine is like i'm a professional just let me do my job and it'll get done when it's time for it to be done you know so anyway we were buttonheads and so i knew she was going to like throw my name out there for the second round but that was that was my plan sure enough things would went according to plan i got the the uh the uh, the phone call from hr man and i was ready i had my box everything was packed up like i was smiling i was like okay thank, i'll be here i bought my box down there i was ready to go i'm smiling and, you know i'm signing you know my check and you know they're they have to act like they're all sad and, <laughs> and you know they hate to see me go and i'm laughing i'm smiling i'm like hey this is this is okay. on to bigger and better right 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 Right. They even had like a therapist on staff and he would meet with people afterwards. I was like, I don't need to see that guy. I'm good. I'm good. Like, anyway. So yeah, so things, things went my way. Um, 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 I got a little decent severance to live off of while I was building up my clients because, you know, I wasn't making any money at the gym and, you know, um, so it took me a while living off my savings just to build up enough clients where I could, you know, even just, you know, sustain. Right. And, 
But anyway, everybody listening to this podcast knows what we're talking about. Uh, <laughs> okay, that is, great. That is not uh, not an uncommon theme <laughs> for sure. But so you made the leap. Uh, you, you got started on your own, and as right. I understand it, most of this is is still one on one, correct? So yeah. So so at this gym too was about an hour away from me. <clears throat> so I would have to drive up to this place every day just to meet with my clients and. Back and forth. So, like, I would do like a split day, you know, 5 a.m. to about noon, and then 5 to about 9 30 or so um, at night. So, this was also a grind on me because I would have to get up, you know, 4 a.m. every day or about 3 30 a.m. just to get to the job by 5 a.m. and then drive back home, or like, I would, like, you know, like, lay down and, you know, sleep in my car and, it'd be hot outside and it's like I'm going into the gym. I'm all tired and musty. You know, I was like, I can't, I can't sustain this either, you know? And then I probably had about 30 to 40 clients. So I was busy, but then I had gaps in between. So I would have like a 5 a.m. and then I have like an hour and a half gap and I'll have somebody at seven and another gap at eight. So it was just a lot the of story work. of personal training. Forever. Yeah. A lot of, a lot of wasted time, you know? So I was like, okay, this is not going to work for me either. I love it, but it's not sustainable. You know, I'm burning myself out. Um, so, okay, so in, in Sugarland, there's, there's a guy who, who he, um, he, um, he ran a, um, a martial arts jiu-jitsu academy, right? So I've trained, you know, martial arts and jiu-jitsu most of my life. And so he was, he was my head instructor. And, you know, he was, he, so he had a big place, but there was like a little small area beside him. He's like, Hey, Sid, I'm taking over that, that, um, that place beside me. And, um, if you want to use that to, you know, to start your business on your own yep. and, um, and I'm uh, bringing clients, you know, you're welcome to, you know, work in there and, um, we're going to have a class going, you know, a kickboxing class and stuff over there, but you're welcome to bring in your people and, you know, and start using that facility. So I was like, okay you know and um one by one i started just building up clientele in sugar land you know sure. and so again i found myself in a situation though where i was working at the gym full time and then running back to sugar land to train one client and then go back to the gym yeah. <laughs> so yeah. i was at a certain again, point you gotta bite the bullet and take the lead, right, right right so again i was in that you know that that you know that you know transition um, where you, you got one thing going on and, and another thing going on and they start to grow. And then you reach that point where it's like, okay, what am I going to do? Like, you know, am I going to go left or right? You know? So when was started, it that you, that you fully dove in? So about 2017, June of 2017 was when I gave the gym my notice and it's like, Hey man, like, like, you know, I'm going off on my own. And, um, but, but, you know, what was scary is none of my clientele from that place, none of them. There was one person who came to visit me like once a week, but nobody yeah, followed so me. We're, because we're I was, so, I was so, far, so far away. I'm starting from scratch. And, um, and um, just a little background on the place when I started there, there's nothing. There's no gym equipment. 
there's nothing. There's like, you know, he had, he had like some boxing bags where, you know, he's going to do a, like a boxing class. And so I borrow from a friend of mine. Um, I had a medicine ball, a couple of resistance bands, <laughs> and then about like five pounds of yes, I yeah. borrowed this stuff. And they were old, like old rusty yeah. bands that were ready to pop at any time. I, I borrowed those resistance bands the medicine ball and some five pound dumbbells. And that's, that's all I had. Humble beginnings. Yeah. So, so like I started, you know, one person in circle line and then one person here, but my business never grew off of, you know, marketing advertising. It was all word of mouth. That was going to be my next question is like, let's get a little bit tactical. People listen to this podcast to figure out how to get more clients what yeah. worked for you? How did, how did you build this thing from the ground just up? Just being authentic, man. So from the other gym, I just learned how to be myself, okay? You have to be authentic, right? So pure, you, purely organic yes. means... You're in a relationship. Word of mouth type people. stuff. Yeah, they can see right through you, man. And we would have these sales meetings and how to be sneaky sales and manipulate people. and how. To, I never did that stuff. I was always upfront, always honest, just myself. If you didn't want to train with me, fine, right? But I'm going to, I'm starting off with a clean slate, 100% with you, right? I'm not a salesy guy. I was never good at sales, but I sold through my fitness, through my training. I proved to you my worth through my training, not how much I can discount the price or get you to buy a package and blah, blah, blah. No, it was the way I trained. And then that's what grew my business, you know, word of mouth. Hey, Sid, you're such a great trainer. I'm going to refer my friend. I know a friend who, friend who needs a personal trainer. And that's how my business grows, still yeah. to this day. <laughs> Do you think that at any point you will sort of flip the script on that and entertain some of those ideas to even further grow? Do you think that you'll use any kind of advertising or marketing strategy? I do like the basic stuff. Okay, social media, I'll just throw stuff out there. Hey, hey, this is what I do. This is who I am. You know, so for a long time in that building, you know, there's no, I had, you know, there's no sign. Nobody knew where I was, who I was. And so, yeah, so I had to use whatever I could, you know, Facebook, Instagram. Um, um, there was a guy who was, um, he was going around and he was doing like a, you know, small business network with the local business and we would all meet with with each other so i did that chamber of commerce sort of thing exactly exactly so he introduced me to all the other small businesses and you know i did a little bit of everything just to get my name out there and and just to show you know who i was and and and, you know who i am and what i can do and just slowly like i said i never had a sign nobody knew where i was but the word of mouth in the social media yeah, and, and social media, social media and word of mouth are almost the same thing as of right. 2022. Like word of mouth becomes sharing right. a post with somebody, tagging your friend, commenting, right. whatever it may be. Have you put any kind of money into that, into the social media side of things, or has that been not a lot organic as well? Um, um, not a lot, but yes, but like so, I just budgeted a small. Okay, so we dipped that. our toes in the water, yeah. at least. So yeah, in. And also, you know, having a business background and financial education really helped me to budget, forecast, and strategize on how I was going to grow my business. All right. So that is what I, I think yep. separated me be, between a lot of the other guys 
and girls who went off on their own who are great trainers they didn't really understand business they didn't have that business mindset yeah right i think a lot of people find themselves in personal training because they like working out right not necessarily because they have that entrepreneurial drive or or the wherewithal to formulate a plan to to really grow these sorts of things you came from that world so at least we had a stepping stone now that we're doing it now that that we're training full-time do you guys have room to grow or are you pretty well capped out at this point we we do um so we do but like um my plan is not to expand my plan is to stay small but open multiple locations so i have a cap a number in my head on what i want to see at my location so in my head is a hundred members okay so once i reach that really depends i don't like the stuffy place i don't want it to get stuffy i don't want it to be crowded or busy all day and there's nowhere to go like the gym i came from so once i start to feel that then my plan is to you know open multiple locations but number two number three yeah yeah and i think i think we hear that a lot and it's natural i mean you you made your name in this sort of a service right the one-on-one we want to make sure that we're providing the best of the best and like you said at a certain point we can't just shove more bodies in a building Right. We need, we need to, we need to get to that crossroads of either bigger building or multiple buildings. That's the problem. I see a lot of business owners do a lot of these small gyms, they expand, they take on more, more overhead, more debt than what they can handle. And eventually they implode, you know, so Mm -hmm. they get members and also another problem i see right okay here's plenty of get, them for I'm sure gonna, so. i'm gonna get on my i'm gonna get on my little spill okay a lot of like the personal trainers or like the small gyms they make that they they all make the same mistakes right and i saw it firsthand so so because i was upstairs at my buddy's place subleasing the low area he he saw me growing he was like hey said you might as well just lease a place from me because I took over that little area and the boxing class wasn't really growing for him. So he's like, Hey, might, so we shook hands and I was subleasing a place from him. Right. But it was small. And so eventually I started adding a little bit of equipment as I grew. I didn't just go out and buy million dollar worth of equipment. You know, right. a lot of these small gyms I see their problem is they want to go out and get the best of the best, you know, high quality, you know, you know, commercial equipment that they can't even afford and start leasing and stuff and think, okay, oh, we're going to get members and we're just going to grow and everybody's going to love it. doesn't happen like that, man. Right. So you're taking on a lot of overhead. I didn't do that. As I, as I, I would save a little money, budget a little money, buy a piece of equipment. You know, as I made a little more money, budget for that, buy a little piece of equipment, but no loans, no debt, no overhead, you know, I took out no loans. Nobody was backing me. I had no investors. I had no money. It was as I grew, you know, I model my business after my lifestyle. I live within my means. If I can't afford it, I'm not buying it. I don't care how cool it looks, (laughs) how flashy it is. I'm not getting it until I can afford it. Right. So that, that's 
the number one problem I see a lot of these small businesses make is they take on way more than what they could afford and they're yeah. living beyond their means. So let's look forward a little bit here, Sid. Mm -hmm. you, you mentioned the goal being multiple smaller locations. Right. For you to go from where you are now to location number two, location number three, what's the current bottleneck or the hurdle that we have to get over for you to feel comfortable pulling the trigger on those? So I, <clears throat> um, I just want to get the the blueprint um, of the gym and exactly what I need to do fine-tuned. I want to know step-by-step step exactly what to do and what not to do. So when I open a new location, it's boom, hit the ground running. I know exactly what to do, exactly how long it's going to take before I become profitable and break even. I want to know all that stuff up front. So right now, this is like, you know, this is an experiment for me where I'm learning what's working, what's not working and developing that blueprint. And so, like I said, once I get that second location, boom, hit the ground running. Third location, boom, it's gonna be like that because once I get it fine tuned, I know exactly what to do, yep. right? The other- I think that's where so many people get stuck, right? right. That's, a, that's, that's a lot easier to talk about than it is to do, right? Then because there's, do. there's one Sid Carroll. Right. right. We can't have a Sid Karam at each of these locations. Right. Right. That's the problem I ran into too, is how do I scale? How do I scale myself in my business? Yeah. Right. Cause I can't do all the training. I can't be the only person. Right. So like I have to get the spotlight off of me and put it on the business. Right. And, and, um, and build my brand and not, I don't want to be the brand. Right. I want my business to be known as, you know, boom personal training, but not Sid's personal training. Right? Right, right, that's, right. that's the issue I'm running into is that people want to train with me. And I'm like, well, wait a minute. Let's give other people a chance too. So that's yep. my plan. Start growing the business. I want to bring in some more people and then start growing it that way. Yeah. So, I mean, it's, it's a conversation that, that needs to be had. I think this is a really, really important one because I think, personal trainers really see this industry with, with rose colored glasses and, and everything is sunshine and rainbows. It's right. not that easy, right? It's no, a challenge. Do you have a timeline in place? Do you have an idea? Hey, I want to get this done by. Absolutely. XYZ? Absolutely, man. Like I said, I'm a planner. I'm a strategizer, dude. I, I started off with a <clears throat> zero to six month plan, six month to one year plan, one to three year plan, three to five year plan. Right. So right now, um, I've reached my five-year plan. Now I'm on the uh, the um, the five to ten-year plan, right? Mm -hmm. So it, within that, you know, the next five years, um, then that's where the growth is going to happen. When I feel like I'm ready, I plan to, you know, right now it's just we moved into that new location in January. So this is my first year there. So I'm giving it, you know, I'm filling it up. This is going to be all lost for me this year because I took on a lot more overhead, you know, more debt, more bills, you know, lots of things I've got to do just to, just to keep my business running. And then um, next year though, I plan to maybe break even the year after that, I plan to be profitable, right? So within three years, but I'm giving myself five years just in case we have some, you know, unforeseen pandemic, BS that <laughs> that may happen, right? So you got to give yourself a little. Yeah, you got to give yourself a little wiggle room, right? So within five years, um, hopefully before that, but um, yeah, 
like I said, once once I get going though, once that happens, then it's I'm hitting the ground running. It's mm. it's it's boom boom boom. I'm not stopping from there. It's a fun conversation to have because yes. I mean it's you could take it in any number of directions, but we'll have to start wrapping things up for today at least. You mentioned some social media, you mentioned a website. Where can people find you? Um you can find me Instagram, Facebook, Intensity Fitness TX.com. Uh, so Intensity Perfect. Fitness TX. Um, if you just Google it, it should bring up all my social media links, you know, my website. And um, but yeah, I got a lot more to say, man. So <laughs> we'll have to we'll have to get you back on again down yeah, the road and, I got, and see what I got we a lot can... more to say. Lots of tips, lots of advice for people out there too. Yeah. Right. We'll have to invite you back on down the road. Well, Sid, man, it's been an absolute pleasure to have you on. I, I think these types of conversations really, really help the whole industry. And so I thank you. I wish you nothing but the best. I'm excited to see what the future holds for you. Absolutely, man. Thanks for having me. And I hope, you know, I hope your listeners can get some value from this. And um, I would love to one day be a mentor and, um, and a coach to, you know, help, help everybody grow. Cause for sure. For sure. And so thank you to everyone who tuned in today. Thank you as well. Don't forget, if you'd like to be notified about future episodes, hit like and subscribe. If you're interested in joining us to talk about your business model, click the link in the description, fill it out. Our team will be in touch with you soon. And as always, until next time, Jim Lords out. Thank you so much for listening. If you found this content valuable, here's four ways we can help you grow your gym for free. One, grab a free copy of Alex Ramosi's best-selling book, Gym Launch Secrets at alexsbook.com. Two, join our free Facebook group at alexsgroup.com. Three, if you're a gym owner, you can apply to be on the podcast by emailing us at podcast at gymlaunch.com. Four, leave us a five-star review so we can gain access to more gym owners and bring those lessons back to you. And as always, Tap that button and subscribe to this podcast for more.